Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. Helping you invest in property for freedom, choice and profit. You'll learn new, innovative and multiple streams of property income. Whether you want to start, scale or systemize. And even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to be comparing the five main ways that you can generate wealth. There really is only five ways that you can create wealth. Number one is you can save cash. Number two is you can invest in gold. Number three is you can invest in the stock markets. Number four is you could try cryptocurrencies. Or number five, you could do property investing. Now, when I compare these, I'm going to be as unbiased as possible. But at the end of the day, I am a property investor. I've been investing in property now for over 17 years, and I've built up a multi-million pound property business that throws off massive monthly positive cash flow. Not only does it throw off positive monthly positive cash flow, but it also, those properties go up in value. I buy the property once and it pays me forever. So as I said, I'm going to be as unbiased as possible, but I would like to state at the start, I flipping love property. Now, I get asked the question a lot about how to build wealth, but let's look at the billionaires of this planet, the richest people on earth. They make their money in one of these five areas, the cash, the gold, the stocks, the Bitcoin, or the property. Now, many of you might be listening to this now thinking, well, what about business, Kevin? Is business not a way to create wealth? Well, let's look at one of the biggest companies in the world, Apple. So Steve Jobs founded Apple. Now, he owned the business Apple, but most of his wealth was generated by the ownership of the stocks, the value of the stock, and that's the stock market, and anybody could invest into that company. The same thing with Amazon. The value of Amazon stocks is where the real money comes from, not necessarily the money that they make from a company. The wealthiest people on this planet, by the way, they don't necessarily sell their companies to make create their wealth, or they don't take a load of money out of their companies. The rich might sell, rich people sell assets, rich people have money. Wealthy people, they have stocks, they have shares, they have um, equity in property. They create wealth by holding long-term assets that generate an income. Rich people have money available, cash to spend. There's a big difference between rich and wealthy. While the poor, the poor people, they exchange time for money in a job, building someone else's dream. So the first asset class I'm going to evaluate is cash. And is cash an asset class? Well, actually, for the majority of people on this planet, for 99% of people, cash is quite often the only thing that they're saving. But do we really know what we're doing when we're saving cash? We're told all the time in school, get a good job, get a good education, save money, save money for the rainy day. But have you ever looked online at the purchasing power of one pound sterling and what it will buy you today compared to what it would have bought you 10 years ago, 50 years ago, 100 years ago. Because what I've just done is in front of me, and you can't see this in the podcast, but I've pulled up a graph that shows the purchasing power of the British pound. Now, you can do this from home. I just Googled cash value graph last 50 years UK. And in fact, it's brought up a graph all the way back to the year 1209. And in the year 1209, the pound, the buy-in power of the pound, was the equivalent of around two grand today. So what you can buy for one pound 
in 1209, it would cost you over £2,000 today to buy the very same item. In fact, over the last number of years, the value of the pound has decreased and decreased and decreased. It's the only graph you'll ever look at that goes down, not up. And you've probably seen this today yourself in your own bank accounts. Inflation is running at an all-time high. The government have announced recently that inflation is 4.2%. Really? 4.2%? Right. That, that's not what I'm seeing in the supermarkets. That's not what I'm seeing when I'm out buying anything. Food is up. Clothes are up. Rents are up. Property values are up. Everything is petrol is up. All the things that you spend your money on has gone up significantly in value. You go into the gardening centre, you go into B&Q, you want to buy something. Some of these items are up 20, 30, 35% and the government will tell us that inflation is 4.2%. I'm not so sure it is. Maybe it's balanced against items that the general public don't always buy, but the stuff that we're typically buying, the things we really need, the clothes on our back, the food on the table, the roof over our heads, all of that stuff has gone up way more than 4.2% in the last few months. Way more. If you're looking at creating generational wealth, cash is the worst thing that you could keep your money in. If you had a billion pounds today, right, a billion pounds sounds like a lot of money today. But in maybe it'll last your lifetime, your kid's lifetime, maybe your grandkid's lifetime. But in six, seven, eight generations' time, will it be worth as much money? Back in, in 1209, 2,000 pounds would have been a lot of money. Today, it's a pound. It's literally £2,000 back then is equivalent to £1 today. 20, 30 years ago, people used to want to be millionaires. Being a millionaire today is not enough. In most parts of the UK, a million quid won't even buy you a house. Never mind create your lifetime legacy wealth. A million pounds today is just not enough money to be able to survive for your lifetime. Never mind pass a, a generational wealth onto the next lifetime. So what does, this mean? what does inflation do to your money? Well, if, you, if inflation really was 4.2%, which reality is probably more like 10%, let's say it's 10%. If you've got money sitting in your bank right now, if you had 100 grand sitting in your bank, and by the way, you'd have to be very lucky to have 100 grand in your bank account, but let's say you did. If you left it there for 12 months' time, saving the money, thinking that you're getting ahead, the reality is that with interest rates at 0.1% and your money getting burned by inflation at 10%, your 100 grand in 12 months' time has got the buying power of 90 grand today. You've just lost 10 grand by doing nothing. Your 100 grand will devalue by 10 grand over the next 12 months. And we will have seen that over the last 12 months. Somebody had 100 grand last year, if you bought items with it, if you bought assets with it, it you would have got 100 grand's worth of assets. Today, you'll get 90 grand's worth. You've lost money by leaving it sitting in a bank account. Cash is not a vehicle to create wealth. And while you're saving money, you are losing what's probably your most valuable asset, which is your time. Your time to get ahead, your time to educate yourself, your time to learn how to invest in assets that will protect you from inflation and that will start to create you that generational wealth. But not just generational wealth, but create you an income today as well. Because I'm going to go on and talk about some of the other methods of creating wealth. But the challenge with some of the others is, Many of them will create generational wealth, but they don't create wealth today. While, as I said, I won't be biased, but property will create your wealth today and generational wealth.
Now, maybe you're listening and you're thinking, well, I need some cash. I can't just have no cash in my bank account. Otherwise, how do I feed myself? What if there's a rain, you know, what if the boiler breaks in a house if you are doing property? I need to have some money, Kev. What if there's some expense that comes up? So absolutely, you should have some money. Now, I do have a rule around my business. So I want to make sure that, because things can change, I want to make sure that I've got six months worth of income so I can survive for a minimum of six months with with the money that I've got available. Anything over six months worth of savings, I'm investing it into assets. I'm putting it to work for me. Your money should be working for you in assets. Number one, it'll create wealth for you, it'll create income for you, but it also protects you from that inflation. Having too much money sitting in a bank account, the reality is you leave your money in a bank account and I will be borrowing your money. I'm going to go to the bank and borrow. You put your money in a bank account at 0.1%. I go to that bank and I borrow it off them at around 3.5% to invest in a property that makes me 10, 20, 50, 100%. I'm using your money anyway. So why not put your own money to work in property instead of letting somebody like me put your money to work for you in property? So now let's look at gold. So gold for generations, right? When I was growing up as a kid, Everybody wanted gold. Gold was the thing. If you've got too much money, invest in gold. It's the hedge against inflation. And we've heard many times probably, I bet you're sitting at home and you're sitting in your car, you're listening to this now, and you're thinking, you know what? I was taught all my life that if there's going to be a crash, the gold price goes up. If there's a drop in markets, the gold price goes up. Well... I think COVID has challenged that. The last couple of years has challenged that thought process. And actually, if you look at gold prices over years, it's up and down. The property market has little dips at certain times, but it still recovers massively each time. Gold, if you look at the gold chart, and you can find this at home, just type in the historical chart for gold prices over the last 50 years. Now, gold back in 1950s was around $400, 400 US dollars for, for an ounce of gold. So you're talking, what, at 300 pounds probably back then? In 1980, and this is shocking, right? In 1980, gold was $1,743 per ounce, $1,743. And in 2021... It is 1783 It has gone up $40 in 40 years. That's a dollar a year. Yay! I'm going to get super wealthy investing in gold. Now, somebody could say, well, I invested in gold in 2001, and I've made a lot of money from it. You may have, but in 2001, gold, gold dropped from 1980 at two at seventeen hundred dollars, it dropped all the way down to four hundred and four hundred and fourteen dollars by January twenty twenty one. So it dropped over that thirty year per, twenty year period. It dropped from seventeen hundred to four hundred, and since two thousand and one, it's gone back up, and it went back up to a peak of around ninety, just over two thousand dollars in August twenty eleven, but then it dropped back down again to about twelve hundred. And now it's gone back up again. And in the highest it went to was 1899 in June 20. Now, this is where you say invest in gold. And this is where the, the current economics and the current the, the learnings we were taught in life kind of go against the grain a little bit. Because in October 2020, it was just under $2,000 for gold. But today, it's dropped to 1780. So it's gone down. Now, if interest rates are low, if 
there's, we're in a, a challenging marketplace, you would expect that the hedge against inflation, high inflation, would be gold, that the gold price would have gone up. But actually, the gold price has got, is on its way back down again. It's never really gone around, uh, much above that $2,000, $2,100 in its entire history. But from 1980 to today, it's gone up $40. So will you get wealthy from gold? Not quickly. And by the way, can you go to a bank to borrow money to buy gold? So you, you want to buy 100 grand's worth of gold. You need 100 grand. If you want to buy 100 grand's worth of property, you can leverage the bank's money. You only really need 25 grand. Also, with property, you could borrow the money to buy the house from somebody else. You could join venture with them. Is anybody really going to join venture with you to buy some gold? Is anybody going to lend you money to buy gold? They just go buy their own gold. But they don't necessarily buy their own properties because they need to know what they're doing when they go to buy the property. So, look, cash does not build wealth. In fact, cash makes you poorer. Holding cash makes you poor. Gold, could it build wealth? The hedge against inflation, gold? No. Gold, it just sits there. It sits there. Stick it on your hand if you like. Put a ring on your finger. But it sits there. It doesn't add value. It doesn't bring you in an income. You don't, it doesn't pay you monthly. It just sits there. And worse than that, you've got to buy a safe to store it in. You've got to pay for some safe that's going to cost you money. You know the $40 you made in 40 years on gold? You probably spent more than $40 buying the safe to store it in. And then you're worried that somebody will not break into your house and nick the safe. So does gold make you money? Mm, it's, if you've got a lot of money, you could put a bit into gold, but it ain't going to make you wealthy. Okay, so now let's look at the stock market. And I've, there's lots of stock markets in the world, but I've specifically picked the, the S&P 500 because it's a popular stock market. Um, it's one of the places most people would have their money. If you've got a pension, if you've got shares in companies, it's probably where a lot of your money is going to be stored. Now, the stock market is... A, you can get wealthy through stocks. Let's be real. Right? You can get wealthy through stocks. There's money to be made in the stock markets. Many people over generations have made money in stock markets. This isn't about um, the stock market doesn't work or does work. This is about, is it better than cash? Is it better than having gold? Is it better than maybe cryptocurrencies? Or is it better than real estate? Reality is stock markets is way better than holding cash. It is way better than investing in gold. But... Is it as good as the stock, the property market? Well, at the moment, the S&P 500 is around 4,450 points. Now, this, that's 2021. If you go back to 1950, let's go back to 1970 on the graph, you're looking at about 500 points. So it's gone up about eight times. Eight it's gone up eight times from 1970 through to 2020. Now, there were some drops along the way, just like any market. So it's dropped numerous times in the 80s, a couple of times in the 80s. It's dropped in, 2000, in the beginning of the 2000s, and it's dropped again in the, in the big financial crash of 2007. And then it's risen up since, but there was a little, little mini drops along the way, like in February 2020, and then it's recovered again. So overall, the, the markets have gone up. However, if we looked at the last 20 years, it was 2,290 2, points in July 2020. July 2000, sorry. So 2,220 points July 2000. In 2021, it's 4,000. And so it's gone up, doubled. It's pretty much doubled in 20 years. Now, 
They say the property market doubles every 10 years. Let's look at that data in a few moments. But the stock market has took 20 years to double. From 1970 through to 2020, which is a 50-year period, it's gone up eight times. So eight times over 50 years, it's more than... So when I say it's gone up eight times, the reality is if it was around 500 and it doubled to 1,000, that's one double. 1,000 to 2,000 is a second double, and 2,000 to 4,000 is a third. So it's doubled three times. It's an eight-time multiplier from 1970s, but it's only doubled three times. The property market will typically, that's three times in 50 years, while the property market typically doubles every 10 years. Now, for most people that are listening to this podcast, you will have money in the stock market. Here's the thing, though. You probably, and think about this, you probably don't know where the money is. You probably don't even know what stocks it's invested in. You don't know what the companies are like. There is companies that your money is in that might be gone in five, 10 years' time. There's companies that will disappear. They will fall apart. They'll go. Companies like Blockbuster that just disappeared when Netflix came out. Will, how long will Netflix survive if another company comes out? Is it too late to invest in Tesla right now? If you invested in Tesla shares in the early 2000s, late 2000s, you would have made more money from Tesla shares than you would have by buying a Tesla. If instead of buying the car, you bought the shares, you would have made a lot of money. However, now you might be thinking, I'll buy Tesla shares. But every car company is bringing out electric cars now. So when all the car companies have electric cars, will this Tesla shares be worth as much as they were? How, you have to be looking for the next company. And it's great when people say, oh, but if you invested in Amazon, if you invested in Tesla, if you invested in Apple, if, if, if. It's always great to look at what you could have done, but you didn't do. See, what you have to do in the stock market is you've got to gamble. You've got to gamble on the right stocks, the right shares, before you know they're going to be successful. The Facebook shares of, of early 2000s. I mean, Facebook changed their bloody name recently. It's now called Meta or something, the Metaverse. So is that a time to get into the Metaverse right now? Maybe. Will that take off? Who knows? The thing about the stock market is, yes, you know the stock market will go up. Over time, it'll 100% go up. But will every stock go up? You see, some stocks will fall. Some will disappear completely. Some companies will collapse because your money is invested into companies and it's only as safe as how that company is run. The thing about the property market is even the worst run-down house in a back street in the worst town in the country will go up in value if the property market goes up in value. Property goes up all the time. They used to say, invest in land, invest in property. They're not building anymore. Right? You can't get more land. You can't create more land. You can set up a new company. You can create new stocks. You can change the value of the stock by offering new share options. But property, there's a limited supply. Yes, you can build a new house, but it's on land that already exists. With the stock market, whether you're Warren Buffett or Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if a stock's going to go up or down. There is a fine line between gambling and knowledge on what you're investing in. And you hear people about stock markets going, and I know there'll be people listening to this, and there'll be people messaging me privately on Facebook going, no, no, no. Right? Maybe you're an expert on the stock market. Maybe you know all about these stop options and all these different ways that you can creatively trade, you know, day traders and all this other stuff. But if you're the average Joe like me, I'm, I'm, the reason I invest in property, by the way, is because I'm no genius. Right? 
I, I, I wanted to invest in... If I was a genius, I'd, I'd set up my own company. I'd invest in stocks. I'd, I'd learn all of that type of stuff. But you know what? I'm not very bright. And if you're the average Joe like me, if you're looking for some way to get wealthy, I promise you, right, in wealth, the, the average Joe thinks the best way to invest is cash. That's the worst possible way. The average Joe might put some money into gold to protect it for the future. It doesn't move anywhere. If the average Joe, just like me, wants to get wealthy, then you've got to be looking at property investing because you can get property wrong and it'll still go up in value over time. You get a stock wrong and you're going to lose your pants. Okay, so moving on from the stock market, we're going to talk about cryptocurrencies. And before I talk about cryptocurrencies, for all you crypto lovers out there, I know this is going to wind you up. It's going to get you emotional. It's going to get you messaging crypto experts going, have you seen this guy? Have you heard this guy? It's going to get the crypto expert creating a video about how I'm wrong and how he's right. Not that that's happened already, but it might have on a previous one of these. But, as I said, I'm biased about property. But let's look at crypto. I mean, how many coins is there? How many new coins is there since yesterday? It's the Wild West. It is the Wild West. Right, what coin do I invest in? Do I pick the new one so it'll go up? I mean, you could have invested in that Shiba coin a couple of years ago, and you'd be a billionaire today. Well, that's all right for saying, but how many other coins didn't go up in value like that one? And then when you hear about it being such a great coin, then you've got to try and figure out how to get that coin. And, buy, and, and then it's too late because when everybody's talking about it, it's already gone up in value. And then you could go, oh, yeah, well, Bitcoin's the safe coin. Absolutely, Bitcoin's the safe coin. But nobody knew that 10 years ago. Nobody knew it would go to where it's going to go to. And now it is where it is. It's around today. Bitcoin is around $45,000 a coin. You could, you could have got Bitcoin in the beginning of 2020 for $3,000 a coin. Now, let's say you bought $30,000 of Bitcoin back then. That would be 10 Bitcoin. 10 Bitcoin, $45,000 a coin, you'd have 450 grand. You'd be halfway to a million quid. But you'd have had to invest 30000 to get there. Problem today is you take the same 30000 you can't even buy one coin. Now, let's say you did get one coin. You managed to scrape together $45,000 and you bought one Bitcoin. For that coin, right, the 45K, it has to go up to 450000 for you to make 10 times your money. And you make 10 times your money, if you buy a 45K coin, you're still only going to be at 450 k You're still not a millionaire, and it's had to go up 10 times. Has, and even the predictions on Bitcoin are saying it'll go up to a few hundred thousand. But the multiplier is almost gone now in it. And when you put your money in there, you got to sit and wait and hope for it goes up. And you better be able to cope with drops and ups and downs because it, just in the last few months, Bitcoin's gone from up to $60,000, down to $20,000, back up to $50,000. In the last week, it's been to 50000 and down to 40000 and back up to 45000 I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. If my properties were up and down like that, I'd be driving me crazy. It'd just drive me crazy. So... While your money is in there, right? You make your money from the Bitcoin, by the way, when you sell the coin. You make your money when you sell. But who the hell is selling? Everybody's holding their coins. They're holding their coins, waiting for it to go up in value. You've got to, okay, you've got a percentage of people selling the coins, but not everybody's selling the coins. It is the Wild West. Go for those cheaper coins. Go for the brand new coins. The other challenge you have, and I've tested this, by the way. I'm, as I said, I'm the average Joe. I just tried, right, earlier this morning to go buy 
a Bitcoin, not a Bitcoin, a cryptocurrency. And I went in to a site called Coinbase and they only sell certain coins. They only sell the coins that are already popular. They've already made their gains. So then I tried Binance. You can't even get on Binance in the UK supposedly anymore because there's some issues with them taking payments on cards. So then there's all these other places, right? You've got like different sort of wallets. You've got CoinGecko, you've got eToro, you've got this um, Trust Wallet. You've got loads of them. Um, you've got to buy them on pancake swaps. And I mean, I thought a pancake was something you ate for breakfast, but there's like a pancake swap thing. Uh, and you need to, you need to, honestly, maybe, maybe you do or you don't, but I'm talking about the average Joe here. Maybe you've educated yourself, but you know what? You, you almost need to be a rocket science to, scientist to be able to figure out how to buy the bloody coin. Never mind, pick the right coin. You choose the right coin then, and it is luck if you get, if you're in at the beginning with one of these new type coins, you are massively gambling on whether that coin takes off or not. And yes, absolutely, one of those coins could go crazy and you could become a billionaire by Christmas 2022. You could. But the likelihood for most people is most people will lose. You see, the thing about the crypto, most people in there are losing, some people are winning. And when you go after the coin, and this is very important for the average Joe listening, and I've, I've seen this happen a lot, is... When you chase a coin that people are talking about, what they're doing is what's called a pump and dump. They are pumping that coin up so they get out of the coin and you get stuck with the coin at an overinflated price. Just be careful out there. So cryptocurrencies are brand new right now. Don't get me wrong, this could be amazing. It could be the biggest opportunity in history. In 30 years' time, we are, let's meet for a coffee. 30 years' time. Let's get back together. Let's have a podcast. In 30 years' time, we're going to sit down. We can look back, look back through history to 2021, and we're going to look at cryptocurrency as either the biggest revolutionary thing that's ever happened to the financial industry, to the way that we run our planet financially, or we're going to look back and see it as the biggest scam that has ever happened in history, the biggest house of cards that ever came falling down. And none of us know what it'll be like. Some, coin, some coins will still be around. 12 months' time, a lot of the coins that are there now won't be around. The, nobody can say to me that is not true. 100% a lot of those coins will be gone. That They've got nothing underneath them, nothing to back them. A lot of coins might still be around. A lot of them will be in 12 months' time. But what about 30 years' time? Maybe it's going to be the biggest, biggest change in history. Maybe it's going to dramatically change how we run our countries. But maybe it's not. So now let's move on to property. So property investing, as I said, I'm biased towards property, but property investing, right, if you look at the property market for generations, property prices continuously go up in value. But it's not even about it going up in value because a lot of amateurs, they buy property in the hope that they go up in value. The big difference for me on property above anything else is the cash flow that it generates for you today. But it's also the way you can leverage it. You see, if I want to have, save cash, I save cash, but I've just got cash in my bank that's been devalued by inflation. If I buy gold, it sits there, I can look at it, but I can't, I, I, I can't, make, I can't spend it. If I spend it, I don't have it anymore. It just sits there. If I get involved in the stock market, right, cryptocurrencies, right, if I get involved in cryptos, first of all, you, again, you've got to hold them for the long term to hope they go up in value. And it's the Wild West right now. Stock market, you invest in stocks. Yes, they can pay you some dividends. Yes, you can make some money. And don't get me wrong, of all of the ones I've discussed, the stock market is probably my, my second favorite after property because it's the most tried, tested, and proven. It's got historical records. It's been around for generations, just like property. 
However, if I've got 20 grand sitting in my bank account, I've saved and saved and saved to get myself to 20K, I can buy 20 grand's worth of stock. And then I have to hope that that goes up in value at maybe 6, 8, 10% a year. I mean, even at 10% a year, my 20 grand's going to make me two grand. It's going to make me two grand. It's not going to change. It's not life-changing sums of money. But if I've got 20 grand in real estate, I can go to a bank and I can borrow 75% of the purchase price from a bank. I can buy an 80,000 pound property with my 20K. Not only that, I can rent it out immediately and that property will start to throw off monthly positive cash flow. It will pay me every single month and a lot more money than the stock market will. And on top of that, I can paint it, I can decorate it, I can put in a new kitchen, I can put in a new bathroom, and I can force the value of that property up. I could make that property worth a hundred grand, and I can take out a mortgage on the property for up to 75K. So create 25 grand of equity, and I've got my 20 grand back, plus I've paid for my refurb. I've got all of my money back out of the deal, and I can use the very same 20 grand to go buy the next deal. So... The great thing about property is you can leverage the property. You can leverage other people's money. It'll pay you today as well as pay you in the future. So for me, property investing is, yes, it goes up in value over time. Yes, it doubles every 10 years. Yes, you can make a lot of money from it. And the rents, the houses I own today that I rent out for, and most of my rents for single-let properties are anything from 550 to 700 pound a month. I know that those houses, if I hold them for the future, not only will they go up in value, they will pay me every single month. But not only will they pay me every single month, my mortgage will stay the same, the debt I have on the property, right? So let's say I've got a property worth 100 grand and I owe the bank 75 grand. Well, in 20 years time, I'll still owe the bank 75 grand. The difference is inflation has burnt that debt. That 75 grand in 20 years time is a lot less money than 75 grand today. I'd rather have 75 grand of, of debt than 75 grand of cash in a bank because the buy-in power has reduced. So you've got your, your, your burning of your debt through inflation. You've got your capital growth of the property from going up in value over time. You've got your monthly positive cash flow from the rental income. But more importantly, you know that house I said it'll rent out at the moment for 550, 600, 650? I know in 20 years' time, that very same house is renting out for 800, 850, 900. You see, the rents are going up, but the debt is staying the same, and it's been burned by inflation. You can buy Tesla stock, Apple stock, you can buy Bitcoin, right? You can buy cryptos, you can buy any type of stock. Will they still be here in 10, 15, 20 years' time? None of us have any idea. But here's what we do know if you buy a property, It'll still be there in 10, 15, 20 years' time. The land beneath it will always be there. One of the things I always look at is, can I buy it for less than I can build it? Because if you can, by the way, if you can buy a house for less than you can build the house, you own the land underneath it. That land is yours forever. So focus on buying freehold properties and you own that ground. That ground will, not, will be there in a thousand years' time. There is properties that were built 150 years ago. They're still standing today. They'll still be standing in another 150 years. And they'll be throwing off monthly positive cash flow and they'll be going up in value and the debt will be the same. A house you bought in 1980 for 20 grand, if you had a 15 grand mortgage, that house today is worth a few hundred thousand pounds. The 15 grand mortgage could be paid off with a couple of months' salary because of inflation. So you want to get your cash out of the banks and into assets that grow your wealth and you got to do it quickly. But the thing I love most about property is 
average people like me and you, it's the easiest way to get started. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to get involved in property. Yeah, you need some knowledge. Yeah, you need some education. But you know what? It's the easiest thing to learn. So I'm going to leave you on one final thought. Property gives you complete control. Your money that you've got invested in stocks and shares right now, maybe you're not sure what company they're in. Maybe you're thinking, you know what? I've got my money. I'm smart. I've got it invested in solid companies. Companies like maybe Tesla. Well, what about Elon Musk? See, Elon Musk went on the Joe Rogan show and he smoked a um, piece of weed or whatever it was. And the value of his stocks dropped dramatically. One mistake, one thing that happens with a big CEO, a big owner of a company, can affect your financial pocket. It affects the money that you are making in your stocks. You have zero control. One bit of controversy, one thing that happens in their private life could affect their company. And sometimes it could affect their company so bad that it could actually destroy and end their company. Let's look at an example closer to home here in the UK. Gerald Ratner from Ratner's Jewelers, the biggest jewellery chain in the UK. So he made the famous speech about how his jewellery was crap and it ruined his company overnight. He went from a multi, multi, multi-million pound company, billions, a billionaire position, to broke overnight. Overnight by a speech where he made a joke just a joke that was picked up in the wrong way and it destroyed his company because the newspapers, right, they ruined him. You had your money in stocks and shares in a company like that and that one mistake can destroy you. The thing about property is you are in control of your own financial future. You're in control of your own destiny. You get a bad tenant, you can remove the bad tenant. You still have the house. You still have the property. Nobody remembers in two years' time the bad tenant that was there two years ago. But you say something wrong as a director of a company, you do something wrong in your private life, and that is never forgotten. Okay, so as I said at the start of this, I'm a little bit biased. I am a property guy. But let's look at the fundamentals of generational wealth. The richest people on this planet have either made their money in property or they invest their excess money into property. It is a part of all of the richest people on this planet's wealth generation plan. Property has got to be the backbone of it. Yeah, you could invest in the stock market. There's nothing wrong with this. The stock market's the best of the rest. Right? It's a good place to create wealth, but you don't know or don't have full control of it. Crypto, I'm not so sure how long it'll be around. I hope I'm proven wrong. I've got, I know a lot of people with money in crypto and I want them to do really well. I hope it's around. But it's, it, we all have to admit at the end of the day, it is a big gamble. And if it po- pays off, it's a big win. But if it doesn't, it's a big loss. Cash, get your money out of cash. You do not want to be holding cash. You do not want to be saving cash. You are been burned by inflation. It is the cash is the biggest con there is in the world today. Holding cash is it is why people are kept in jobs. And gold, well, you could invest in some gold if you like shiny things, if you like something that you can look at and looks nice, but it ain't going to create wealth. It's not going to create you enough wealth. The cash is devaluing. The gold's not creating you wealth. Get yourself into property. Now, I know some people can get very uptight and they're very tribal about what they want to invest into. So they're very much crypto or very much stock market. And, you know, I'd love your opinion. So why not get a discussion going? Head over to the Progressive Property Facebook community. Tag me in. Let me know what you think of the podcast. Let me know your thoughts on it. If you agree with me, let let me know you agree with me. If you disagree with me, Let's have the discussion. Let's have the debate. As I said, these are just my thoughts. I did say I'm very much a property investor, but 
yeah, let's have the discussion. Head over to the Progressive Property Community, join the Progressive Property Facebook page, and yeah, tag me in on the post over there. Also, remember, we are sharing lots of content on YouTube every single week. So head over to the Progressive Property YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. I do a lot of videos where I'm doing walkarounds of properties, showing you deals that we're working on right now and how you can make quick money from property, adding value to property and monthly cash flow from property. The long-term legacy bit, the future, the in-value, that's the future thing. The money we're making in property is the money we make today and the money we make monthly. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. See you next week.